from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Always an honor and a privilege to be here with you on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And no matter what the weather is, the beauty of what I get to do for a living is <laughs> it doesn't have to do with the weather. So I always have the studio. I can always watch the snow from outside. But I'm going to say one thing because I know that God's God's in the back of my head right now going, Daniel, I know how you feel about mowing the lawn. And so I feel like maybe just maybe God's making it snow a little bit longer so that I can mow the lawn a little bit shorter this season. So I'm sorry to everybody in central and upstate New York, but this one might be for me. With that being said, we have Jason Leone on the show here this morning, Oswego State Lakers men's basketball head coach. They're in Illinois. They have already advanced through a portion of the NCAA Division Three tournament with victories over Salem State as well as Baldwin-Wallace. They have Marietta coming up very, very soon here, and the opportunity to move forward in a 64-team tournament as they look to advance and be a part of the Sweet 16, and and just uh, I mean this this is a this is a tremendous tremendous or I should say the Elite Eight. So th- I mean this is a tremendous opportunity for you, Jason. And before we go anywhere with it, you know how are you? How how is life out in Illinois? Let's start there. Well, uh, great to be on again, Dan. Uh, before I answer that question, I, I concur with you about the whole lawn mowing thing. So my wife would concur with you too. So um, with that snow, the fact that we don't have to mow the lawn, I, I'd be, I'm all in for that. You know what I mean? As much as I hate the snow, but there, there is always a silver lining. So you and I are always uh, glass half full guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be. Like, I don't like mowing the lawn. I just don't like doing it. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and, and when I had a... Uh, when I had a significant other, and uh, I mean, that's the thing too, is that now that I'm single, it's all me. When I had a significant other, her her statement to me was, you never want to mow the lawn. And I looked at her and I said, what you said, who in their right mind wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what I want to do today? I want to sweat and push this, this metal all over my front lawn and my back lawn. And the thing is, I have a big lawn. And I have nothing in the lawn. There's no, like, flower boxes. So this is what I'm considering doing, Jason, but I'm probably going to have to live here forever according to my realtor. So I'm going to ask you this. I'm thinking about dumping a ton of cement in my backyard and putting a basketball court because I have a big backyard and I love basketball, as you know, and I have no desire to mow all the lawn. But he's like, how are you going to sell the house when, you know, someday when you have a basketball court in the back, I said, because easy, you can tell, you could tell the family, Hey, the kids are safe. They're be they're they're You know, they have a fence surrounding them. They're in the backyard. The ball's not going to go out into the street. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that, but 
<laughs> if you love basketball, I, I'm, I'm on board for doing things that you love to do. I know that. I got to do something, though. I got. Do you have any idea? When you have a wide-open backyard that's fenced in, what what should I put in it? Because I need to do things that... I'd probably, I'd probably do. I, I'd be more of a fire pit guy. Or, okay, uh, let's do a fire you know, pit. Or, so I'd be doing something more like that. But, I, but basketball's good, too. I mean, I am a basketball coach. I should probably endorse that, right? I, I just gonna I'm gonna put a giant fire pit. Like there's gonna be a very small patch of grass. I just I mean it, it's it's too much and it grows. I like to, I want to cut the grass every two weeks. This past summer spring it grew every like four days and I can't I can't do that. I have a busy sure. schedule. I got too much going on and I don't. I mean I remember I had to fly out. I had to fly out to uh, to. I'm trying to maybe to Jacksonville. I was flying, but I had to fly out to do something for work, and I mowed the lawn before I got on the plane because I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I didn't want to hear any thoughts when when I, you know I was like, if I mow the lawn now, I can leave for four days and not be in trouble. But but now there's nobody to yell at me. I just don't want to do it. So <laughs> there, you there you go. There you go. So <laughs> so outside of that, you're in Illinois. There is yeah. no snow. It is cold, though. Bring me in. Bring me into the road to Illinois and and just what your team has done. You know, defeating. Let's go back to Salem State and uh, and Baldwin Wallace and those two games you got to play at home. Yeah, it was great. Great, uh, great wins for our program. Second time in the Sweet Sixteen in the past four years. Uh, it's the furthest the program's ever ever advanced. Um, so the games last weekend were. You know, incredibly uh, intense. Um, you know, we, we got the opportunity to host by winning our conference tournament and finishing number one in the East region. Um, so we got a chance to host a four-team pod at uh, Laker Hall, uh, Max Seal Gymnasium, and uh, had two great crowds. Uh, we played Friday night against Salem State, a program that had been in the NCAA tournament. This was their 25th appearance. Um, and uh, they had two exceptional players, uh, all region caliber players. We did a great job um, defensively of uh, bottling those guys up, making them work for everything that they got. Um, offensively, we did not play well, um, but we did turn it on for about a five to six minute stretch, made our one run, and we ended up winning by 13 um, against a good good program good team and then we advanced against Baldwin Wallace won a game by four in overtime against a team that um you know we had to completely shift gears where against Salem we were trying to take away their inside game and game in the paint and then Baldwin Wallace was a team that shot 46 47 percent of their shots from three so we really had to extend our defense out to cover the three-point line and we really did a good job executing there and we helped kind of flipped the script and had uh, probably our second or third best offensive game of the year against Baldwin Wallace, made some key plays um, uh, down the stretch and, and got out of there with a four-point win. And here we are. We flew out to Illinois yesterday, one-hour time difference. Uh, we're in the Quad Cities in Moline, Illinois. Um, excited to be out here. Uh, Augustana College is the uh, is the host. Uh, their team will be playing Wheaton uh, College, from uh, another school from Illinois um, in the other side of the bracket, and then we are playing Marietta College and obviously a neutral site game at, at uh, 5.30 local time, 6.30 Eastern uh, Friday night. Um, so obviously you get to this point, all four teams are very good. Augustana is the host school. They're third in the country. Um, they're one of the blue blood programs in, in, in all of Division Three. So uh, some pick them to be the favorite to win the national championship. So, you know, all of our work cut out for us with Marietta. Uh, 
awesome to be out here in a different part of the country getting on a plane with guys at the division three level doesn't happen very often so our guys get a feel for what it's like to be uh you know kind of like a, a division one athlete here uh this weekend so we flew out yesterday um had a very indirect flight uh the ncaa you know uh, uh you know allows you to fly if it's over 500 miles from your campus and we went from syracuse to atlanta atlanta up to moline and that's where we are and got practice here in a little bit uh today and then the game tomorrow at 5 30 yeah and, and and speaking here with jason leone the head coach of the oswego state lakers men's basketball team to be and like you said the farthest that this team has advanced in the ncaa division three tournament is to the sweet 16 and you've had the opportunity to be there not once but twice now just you know just just what you could say about about what what this I, I know you've given credit to those that have come before you and and I know that you said you know obviously you know uh, you had made the statement before I didn't take over a program that was completely in shambles and whatnot but you've done so much with Oswego State and to speak on advancing to the Sweet 16 and and being able to do that in the history of Oswego State let alone in your history and then do it again and have another crack at getting to the elite eight of this thing just just what has been going on under you because I know you give credit to prior to the Jason Leone era, but Jason, you've, you've done a tremendous job. I can say that because I'm looking at it and I'm seeing it and the community knows it. Just, just what you could say about Oswego state Lakers men's basketball, because this, this sweet 16 advancement and hosting playoff games inside of the NCAA tournament is something that hasn't happened once. It's happened a couple times here in recent history. Um, you know, I, I, I would tell you that we've had uh, the luxury of having, um, you know, some great coaches on my staff uh, that we have worked very well together and tirelessly, tirelessly to, um, you know, make sure that, that we've recruited uh, some great players to come here. Um, you know, in the NCAA tournament, when you get to the end of the year, Dan, it's so important that you have difference makers on the court that can make plays. Um, We've been fortunate enough to have that. Um, the countless All-Americans, All-Region players, thousand-point scores, you know, that we've had here during my eight years, uh, that is a big part of our success. You know, um, yeah, we also have great pieces in place from an administrative standpoint that allow us to do a good job. You know, whether that be, you know, our missions office. Um, you know, our, our, our athletic director, um, the, the people at Oswego State give us uh, some quality resources to work with. Um, the college itself is, is a very easy sell. Um, there's a lot of things in place that could have contributed to our success. You know, um, when I got the job, you know, you take over a program that, as I've always mentioned, is, was in good shape. You know, my goal was to see if we could take the thing a little bit of a step further and have more of a consistent um, identity at a national level. You know, um, I don't think I deserve all the credit for that. Um, but that was a vision that I had when I got here. I thought there were some things that could be done to take this thing to another level. And, you know, it's it also is happens in sports when you start to get a little taste of that. Uh, people above me uh, at the college they want to continue to win at that level and we've continued to add things to our to our college and to our athletic program that have helped to sell the program so 
Um, and uh, the short answer to your question would be, I think we've recruited at a very high level. When you start to win and play games inside your own gym, and people come and see crowds and a buzz about the program, you start to recruit at a little bit higher level. And that's really what this comes back to is is the players. You know, you've got to have great players to win uh, at, at, at this level. That coming from Jason Leona. And Jason, you know, you speak on recruiting and just finding the right people. And, and I want to go a little bit deeper into that because, you know, obviously you and your staff – have to have to you know figure out first and foremost you have to find people that are obviously going to go to class and do their work and get an education and stay eligible you have to find good character people as well and on top of all of that you have to find somebody who's a good basketball player who has some raw talent but also who, who has learned some things and is coachable and can fit in your system it's not, you know, I mean, some people say, you know, I'll just go out there and, you know, and this guy shoots really well, so go get him. It's not as easy as that. You have to find the character. You have to find the classroom. You have to find somebody who has the talent but is coachable. There's a lot that goes into this. As you know, there's multi-layers to this thing. It's not just simply finding a good shooter. So just what you could say about what your staff and you do recruiting-wise and just what it is to be Oswego on the recruiting trail. Well, it's no different than, you know, what you do. You run a business, you know, anybody that runs a business, you know, when you're interviewing people that are going to work under you, that you're going to rely upon, you, you're going to do um, as thorough a job as you possibly can. You're going to have a system in place, a model of, um, you know, of making judgments on people, you know, their talent level, their work habits, um, their personality. And, uh, you know, only I will say in our process, you know, you can do that over a, a 10 to 14 month stretch. So you'll learn a lot about people uh, getting to know them in that stretch. So I, I would never say that we bat 100% in those evaluations, but, um, you know, you do try as a staff to be as thorough as possible with getting to know people. And talent evaluation is part of it, but, you know, there's a lot of talent players out there you know you've got to try to take that talent it's always starts there but then try to sift through some of the other things and um you know the good thing for us is we've had a point of reference of what a great team uh and, and a very successful team looks like because we've been successful here so we can use that as a starting point or as a reference point when we start to evaluate and say okay this kid reminds me of this kid that played on our last week 16 team you know and you know, this is going to be a good fit, you know, and, um, you know, so the good news is I think we have a model here that has worked um, and, uh, you know, we, we try the best we can to to follow that model, you know, um, and I think uh, that's been as much a part of our success as anything. And when you look at, you know, this model that you have at Oswego State as you move forward, just what you could say about how this year's team has really, you know, fit the bill and, and fit the model. Just what you could say about the makeup and the culture of the team that you have in the here and now that has really created this success for you. Just what the makeup this year has done to advance you forward. Well, we've got some. We got a, uh, you know, we've got a, a very strong will um, collectively. Um, you know that at times has presented some problems. You know, not everything is you know, apple pie coaching young adults every day. You know, these guys have egos. They're, they're, um, you know, they're, we've got a lot more type A personalities on this team compared to other teams I've coached. And that 
has really helped us in most instances. But at times, you know, we, we've had to massage egos. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, coaching any team doesn't come with its its problems here and there. But this group has had a very, very strong will. Um, and what I mean by that, Dan, is, um, you know, they really, really know how to dig in. It's just innately part of their personality. Um, I look at our five starters and all five of those guys are guys that, you know, just would have no problem going toe to toe with anybody in a rock fight. You know what I mean? I mean, they're just, you know, they're just, they're fighters by nature. And, um, we get out there, we don't physically get beat down by anybody. We don't back down. And, um, you know, it just is, it's been very impressive to kind of sit back and watch. That's not anything that I've had to coach, you know, um, some of that's been things we've evaluated in recruiting. Some of it we've quite frankly got lucky with, you know? Um, so, um, you know, these guys are, you know, they, they have a great combination of talent, uh, plus this will to win. And we also have some guys that are just, you know, they're very bright people, you know, they're articulate, they're bright, um, you know, and, and they do well in the classroom and, Sometimes that doesn't translate to on-the-court smarts, but with this team, it does. And you see this team's success as you advance forward and are in the Sweet 16 and have the opportunity of being in the Elite Eight as you move forward here. As you said, the game is Friday, March 8th at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Rock Island, Illinois in Augustana College. At what point in the season did you did you feel like this team was was in that place to – to do something special. Were there any rocky roads, any any bumps in the road that you can go back to where you saw the team respond very well to adversity? Can you reach out to any of those points? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I actually, it's something I think about, you know. Um, I guess the first part of the question where I thought we might be pretty good, um, I watched us in the first part, first semester, I think we started 9-0, and and then at that point, I sat back and looked at some of our scores and knew we played, um, you know, some really good teams. Um, and I think all of our wins the first semester were by double figures except for one. Um, so, you know, you kind of look and you say, okay, Nazareth was preseason ranked top 25 or getting votes for the top 25. Rockport's a great program. Um who else do we play? St. Lawrence, who ended up winning 16 or 17 games this year. And you look back and you see, you know, a couple of 20-point wins in there. And, you know, nobody's coming within 10 points of you. And you're saying, okay, we we might be pretty good, you know. But you don't want to get ahead of yourselves because we played a lot of games at home the first semester. So that's kind of at one point where I said, okay, we might have a chance to be pretty good, you know. Um, then... In terms of the adversity, we went down to Emory um, right after Christmas. So we were 9-0 and and started to get some national attention because we were one of the last remaining undefeated teams in the country. And, you know, we, we got beat pretty handily down at Emory, which is a really hard place to play, and they're perennially a top-20 team. And then turned around the next day and lost to a Denison team who was incredibly well-coached. Um, but, you know, they didn't have a good record, you know, and um, – so that was our first bit of like we didn't handle those two losses very well. So I made reference to your last question to you know how how gritty and how 
emotionally charged our team is, well, that that's where our emotion kind of hurt us a little bit. We didn't handle those two losses very well. And uh, we were fortunate. We had a 10-day layoff between our next game. And, those, you know, we got back and we, had, we lost a little bit of confidence and we had to get back to work for those 10 days. And then we came back and played New Paltz in 10 days and won by 30 and then rattled off another seven or eight in a row. So we got to 17 and two. Um, and then we lost three of our next five. And that's at the point where, you know, we really faced our biggest challenge of the year because, you know, nat- naturally guys will start to question kind of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, um, you know, taking ownership is, is really hard for young adults. Um, these days, you know, it's it harder and harder. So we were 18 and five. We were, we were battling just to then after having a three game lead in our league, you know, to just finish out the regular season with our last two games that were on the road at Brockport Geneseo. We had to win those two games just to win our co- our conference regular season and host the tournament. So we came back with two really good wins on the road and it's two quality opponents. And, and then, you know, now we're on another six game winning streak. So, you know, there's ebbs and flows with every team, especially in basketball season that lasts over four or five months. Uh, this group has been, has showed that they have been able to come back from two uh, bumpy parts of our season. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's kind of been our season in a nutshell. And right now I'm excited because we're playing our best basketball of the year. And when you look at that here with Jason Leone, Oswego State Lakers, men's basketball head coach, you know, when you went through the season and, and speaking on different points in the season just now, it made me go back to where the team was. Like you said, you had to win on the road at, at, at Brockport and at Geneseo to lock up <clears throat> the regular season and be at the top for the SUNYAC to be able to host the tournament. When you had senior day at home and you lost to Cortland and then lost at Plattsburgh and then home against Oneonta in your final regular season game at home, when you go back to those games where you had lost three of, of, of four at the time, beating Potsdam on the road in between all of that, just what you saw from the team there, losing three of four, kind of you know being in a good position before that and then putting your back against the wall a little bit, just what you could say about the metal of the team and the mental toughness of the team to go through that period late in the season to lose three of four and then still be able to bounce back and win the SUNYAC championship after that. Yeah, I just think, you know, we, we went through a stretch there where similar to our tournament down at Emory where we kind of, you know, lost track of what our identity was. You know, I, as a coach, you spend the whole year trying to explain to the to the team factually who they are you know um it's really challenging in my opinion with coaching guys nowadays like you can't you know i teach a coaching class and it's not enough now with 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 millennials to just say you've got to do this because i know more than you and this is why you got to do it they, they need they need to know the facts behind it you know and we lost track of our identity um in a couple of areas where we had to sit down and talk factually statistically about, look at these, these are the numbers when we're winning and these are the numbers when we're losing. We've got to get back to this, you know, and then, and then you work on in practice. You know, I, I learned um, a lot from my eight years as an assistant. And one of the, the things that all my coaches, my bosses had taught me is, you know, when you go through those patches, you got to get back to the simplicity of the game, the fundamentals, you know, so we combine factual data with, um, with getting back to teaching technique, you know, and uh, and then you got to implore, um, you know, some some uh, 
you've got to empower the players to uh, take ownership of their season, you know, and, and encourage them to get back to who they are. And this isn't going to get better until you do something about it. And thankfully we have a strong enough leadership core uh, on our team where they did that. And, uh, you know, now we're, we've rattled off six in a row, I think it is. And we're back to where we need to be. That comment from Jason Leone out in Illinois. Their game, once again, folks, if you want to pay attention to this game, you want to watch it, you can go straight to OswegoLakers.com and head to the men's basketball page. You can watch, listen, see live stats from Augustana College. The game is this Friday, March 8th, our time, 6.30, their time in Illinois, 5.30 p.m. against Marietta College. Jason, as always, I appreciate it. The last time that you got into the Sweet 16 and had gone all the way through. You and I spoke through your road there, and it snowed like crazy, and the weather was atrocious. And now, as you are here in the Sweet 16 once again, it's snowing like crazy, and the weather is atrocious. So that's another glass half full, is when the weather is bad and it won't stop snowing, Oswego State is playing in the Sweet 16. So that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you got to that that way, Dan, but we'll take it. It's true, because I remember the last time that you and I had a conversation, it was, I remember looking out the window of my studio going, oh my, I, are you serious right now? And I, yeah. and I, and I just, I remember sitting with you and or I remember being on the phone with you and just thinking to myself, this is insane. This weather is crazy, but I'm happy for Oswego. And I looked outside this morning and said, this weather's insane, but guess what? I'm happy for Oswego. So here we are. <laughs> I, I'm happy. I'm happy too. So we got, uh. I really appreciate you having me back on the show, and I really enjoy talking hoops with you. And uh, you know, this is a, a wonderful deal for our guys. I this, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out tomorrow night, but uh, this has got a, this group has got a different feel uh, to it. Not to, to you know discredit any of my previous teams, but uh, you know, these guys have uh, we had an outstanding practice yesterday. We're we're really getting ready to go here. I can I can feel some some juice behind this team here well that's good and hopefully we'll have some great news coming up here as we continue on i will be watching i know that you will be doing your thing and the team will as well god bless to each and every single one of you please obviously be safe and enjoy the game and and give it your all and i'm looking forward to some hopeful good news here as we move forward with the game being this friday yeah you're gonna love it when you tune in this is one of the, the the coolest places in division three to play uh play a basketball game augustana college if you've never seen it before it's uh they have an incredible following and the, the arena we're going to play in is is top notch it'll have a you know a, a really cool low to mid division one feel to it uh with the sellout and, and everything so it's it's uh it's going to be kind of a cool atmosphere for our guys to play in well awesome i hope you got some green and gold out there supporting you as well okay we'll do it <laughs> thanks for everything dan